Welcome to Mental Makeover Radio, your go-to destination for meaningful conversations about mental health. I'm your host and your trusted therapist bestie, Cecilia Manella. Join us as we explore the complexities and messiness of human experience by addressing your questions and concerns. I'm here to provide a straightforward and practical therapy advice. So grab your favorite beverage, whether it's tea, coffee, or whatever tickles your taste buds, and get ready to embark on a mental makeover. Hello and welcome to Mental Makeover Radio. I'm your host, Cecilia Manella. Thank you for being here this week again and tuning in to this episode. If you're new here, welcome. We've had a lot of new subscribers in the last month or so, so welcome to the Mental Makeover community. Really glad that you're here. If you know someone who might benefit from any of these episodes, please feel free to share them with anyone in your life. We are diving into boundaries today, so grab a cup of coffee or settle into your drive at work and let's dive into boundaries today. So we're answering a listener's question. Shanna says, how do I start setting boundaries in my life? I have all the right intentions of setting them, but then I get afraid when it comes to the point of setting them and I don't do anything. Then later I regret that I didn't say anything. I feel really disappointed in myself. How can I begin to set some boundaries? Thank you so much for this question, Shanna. I think this is going to be a hot, hot topic because boundaries are kind of complex and yet simple at the same time. So there's tons of content out there on social media. There's tons of content all over the internet and everyone's talking about boundaries and throwing the word boundaries out there without really diving into what they really are. How do we know we need to set them and how do we start? Like where is the actual tangible place to actually start. And I'm going to share that with you today. I'm going to give you, you know, tactical steps where you can actually implement some boundaries and see um, some success with it and change how you feel about boundaries. We're going to start with what, what are boundaries? You know, what is the definition of boundaries? Um, In its most simplest form, boundaries are simply where I end and you begin. So some of those are physical Some of those are emotional or mental, or they can be financial, they can be sexual, they can be, um, you know, different boundaries at work than we have in personal relationships, parental boundaries, or boundaries basically exist in every aspect of our identity. Everything about us has boundaries. Now, the interesting thing about boundaries is, you know, we have a lot of unspoken boundaries that we just have been taught and we integrate them and we don't even really think about them. You know, things like how close you stand to someone in a lineup. How did you learn where that physical space line is? Now, you know, you know, we know some people, you know, really push that physical limit and we have problems with that. I get it. But generally speaking, we all have this weird understanding of what is the appropriate distance to stand, you know, from a stranger in a lineup. We have, um, you know, understanding around boundaries how to talk to someone, what is professional, what's not professional. How do we learn that? We don't really know. You know, we learn these things in childhood. And if you're a parent, you know, you're teaching your kids all the time, like hands yourself, don't touch people, don't hit people, you know, say nice things. We're constantly teaching boundaries. So we've had these boundaries taught to us. And so there's so many unspoken things that we do that are about expecting those unspoken boundaries to be respected or, or I should say, and, We respect those unspoken boundaries of other people. So there's lots that's actually unspoken. So let's put those in generalized boundaries. And those kind of boundaries are the ones that we would, 
you know, fairly socially agree that they're acceptable, let's say, you know, how we talk to people, how we engage with people, how we are with strangers, you know, the boundaries of how do we know what to do at a birthday party or what to do at a restaurant or all these things are things that we learn and they're, and they're kind of assumed. So we do have boundaries all the time. So Shanna, you have boundaries. It's just that we're talking about the unspoken ones. So we're talking about the ones that are a little bit more nuanced and maybe not always cultural, but they're more personal. So personal boundaries versus the ones that we're talking instead of the cultural ones that we all have. The personal boundaries are the ones where we have our individual differences. And those are more emotional and physical, sexual, financial, all spiritual, all the, the areas of our life and areas of our identity that we have different types of boundaries. So boundaries are, you know, an expression of our needs, our wants, our desires, and how we want to be treated around those desires, those needs, and those wants. So it's an expression of, I have this need, and this is how I expect to be treated around this need. Okay. So in a clear example would be a friend of mine doesn't like swearing. Now I swear like a trucker most of the time. And Maybe some people think it's unprofessional. Maybe they don't. I don't really know. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because it's part of my expression. Can I manage it? Absolutely. Can I change and adjust to where I am? For sure. But I have a friend who really doesn't like it and she finds it offensive and she finds it to be personally um, uncomfortable for her. Now, she's raised this, told me this early on in our friendship, and that is her need and her asking me to tone down my swearing in order to maintain the intimacy of our relationship. And when someone sets a boundary, the receiver of that has two options. So I had two options with my friend. I either could accept it and modify my behavior, or I could say, I can't modify my behavior. I'm just going to be who the hell I am. Now, if I were to pick option one, which is modify my behavior, it's a sign of respect and, and really doesn't really cost me very much to modify my swearing, let's say. And it brings us closer and it creates more intimacy and more connection in our friendship. Whereas if I were to tell her to take a hike because it's not, a, it's not something I'm able to do or change or adjust, then that relationship is going to remain fairly superficial and I'm going to knowingly hurt this person um, when I swear. So boundaries are an opportunity to create connection and intimacy and closeness in any kind of friendship, whether that's an intimate relationship, friendship, parenting, colleagues, anything. Boundaries and opportunity create some closeness. Now, how do you know you need them? So we're going to start there. You know, what are the signs? What are the, you know, little clues that you can find in your own personal life around what you need to do around boundaries? The number one emotion that is going to tell you basically that you probably need a boundary is anger. That's right. That anger that potentially you're avoiding or the anger you don't want to feel or the anger that you've been taught is wrong or uh, dangerous or violent. Anger is a sign that there needs to be a boundary. Now, anger is a wonderful emotion in so many ways. And maybe I'll do an episode on anger, actually, to dive into that emotion on its own. We have a very complicated relationship with anger and especially with women. Women, we have a really, really complicated relationship with anger. And, 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 and because we, we've been taught to in many ways, anger is dangerous to us. And, you know, women are the, you know, they make up 90% of victims of violence and abuse. So anger is something that's very threatening. 
and it's something we're really uncomfortable with. So we're uncomfortable receiving it. We're also uncomfortable feeling it. So, you know, we can bring it down a notch from anger and just, you know, say frustration and irritation, um, kind of all the cousins of anger. Those emotions tell you that there's a need for a boundary. It tells you that your need, your want, your desire, something has been neglected or it's been crossed. A boundary has been crossed in some way. And a reaction is going to be in anger. It's going to be frustration. It's going to be irritation at somebody for doing something, saying something, or not doing something and not saying something. So anger is a great gateway into asking yourself, what is this about? What is this anger about? Is this about a boundary that needs to be set? Is it something that I'm neglecting about myself? Am I neglecting my relationship? So anger is a great, great sign to be tuning into where you need some boundaries. Another emotion um, that is second to anger around a sign whether you need a boundary or not is resentment. Now, again, resentment is also super complicated emotion in many ways, and we could probably unpack that on a whole episode as well. But resentment is a sign that you're constantly self-sacrificing and that you're holding that accountable to another person. And you're putting that, your need, desire, your want, whatever it is, onto another person. And there's resentment that either they're not meeting it or that they get to do the things that you want to do, but you're actually not saying the things that you actually want to do. So in couples and relationships, there's a lot of resentment around time, resentment around freedom, resentment around decision-making. There's lots of resentment. So resentment is a sign. It's a sure sign that there needs to be some boundaries, okay? The third sign or little red flag or, you know, little um, thing you need to pay attention to is when you're thinking about something all the time and you're not saying anything. So it's constantly front of mind. It's something that you've thought about. You've dreamed of maybe saying something, but you haven't, but you're constantly thinking about it. You're ruminating about it. It keeps you up at night sometimes when you're thinking about it. How would you say it? What would they say? What is the risk of saying something? So if it's on your mind, it means that it's a sign that there probably needs a boundary. Now, the last sign to pay attention to, and this one's a little bit trickier, is the feeling of exhaustion. Okay, so we can be exhausted for a million reasons. And I hear you that life is hard and we're all running around trying to do all the things all the time. And our to-do list just gets longer and longer and longer with no end in sight. And so there is some sense of exhaustion. But when you're not saying what you need to say and you're not setting limits on what you need to set limits on, it's actually really exhausting because we end up people pleasing. We end up pretzeling ourselves into a version of us to please another person. We end up overcompensating. We end up hustling for other people's needs, wants, and desires. And we're always focusing on managing everybody else in hopes that one day we'll get that in return or that they'll pay attention and do the same for us. Okay. So here are the signs, right? Anger, resentment, you're ruminating on it, means you're thinking about it all the time, or you're feeling really, really exhausted. Now let's move into the juicy stuff, which is now what? Now what do we do with this? So now you've identified the red flags that you have, the little signs that are telling you that you need some boundaries. And you say, hey, Cecilia, now what? What do I do? Where do I start? Okay. So I have some tactical ways for you to do something about boundaries. Number one, I want you to really, really be patient and think about small steps. 
the number one thing I see people do when they're trying to implement boundaries and it doesn't go really well is because they try to tackle the biggest boundary buster in their life. So it's like, I want to set boundaries with my mom or I want to set boundaries with my spouse or this person who's bullied me my entire life or they're picking like the hardest relationship possible, right? And that's just like, I don't know, it's try like trying to climb Mount Everest when you haven't even gone to hike up the local mountain, okay? we It's just impossible. And then we get really frustrated because it doesn't go well. And then we um, get really disheartened and we lose our energy for it and we lose our focus for it. And we just kind of say things to ourselves like it's not worth it. I tried, it didn't work. And the list goes on and on about all the negative thinking we have about it. It's because you picked the wrong, wrong person or the wrong situation to set a boundary. So you want to start really small. And I want you to see it as, you know, you're just learning how to walk around boundaries. You're just trying to learn to walk. And we're not shaming ourselves. We're not shitting ourselves. And we're not putting ourselves down. And we're not setting unrealistic expectations. We're going to be patient. We're going to keep, be self-compassionate and show ourselves a lot of self-love. So you really need to embrace that these things need to start with small steps, okay? What comes with that is I want you to make a list of all the people, all the people in your life that you need to set boundaries with. And with those people, I want you to break it down and I want you to write down all the areas with that person that you actually need some boundaries. And they can be as small or as large as possible. It doesn't really matter. I just want you to start with a list. Because this is how we tackle things. If we stay ruminating in our mind about things, nothing really changes. There's so much research that shows and writing down a goal or writing things down actually creates momentum towards change. My most popular video on YouTube is a video I did years ago, and it's how to journal. It's how to use journaling, how to write things down to create some momentum and some change. So there's a lot of power in writing things down. So I want you to map out the people and map out the situations or the areas in which you actually need to do boundaries. You're not even doing anything. You're not talking to them. You don't have to do anything besides get a notebook and write these things down. That's all you need to do. Okay, that's step number one, starting small. The second thing you want to do is identify areas where you can start off with the small no's, okay? Because you need to start testing the waters. You need to learn to say no without an explanation, without a long paragraph that comes after it, because I know you, I know that's what you're doing. I know all of us do it, especially women. We say no, but, and then we just go on and on and on and tell this whole narrative of the reason why we're saying no. Okay. So we need to not, we need to stop doing that. No is a full answer. No is a, is a sentence. No period done. But I want you to start really small because it's really hard to tackle the big situations or the big people in your life that actually need boundaries. So I want you to start really small. Something like when someone offers, says, do you want cream and sugar in your coffee? You say, no, thank you. Even if you take cream and sugar, I want you to start practicing saying no. No, thank you. I don't need that. No, no, no. And I want you to start really, really small. And I know there are situations in which you can start doing that. There's tons of things in your life probably where you want to say no to, but you just haven't because it seems really small, really silly. And it's like, what's the point? It doesn't really matter. It's just really small. That's where you need to do. That's where you need to start. That's where you need to put your energy. I want you to start really, really small because this builds momentum. 
it allows you to feel what it's like to say no. It allows your body to feel what it's like to say no. It allows you to feel that fear just a little bit and say it anyways. And what you're going to learn is the world does not stop revolving. Actually, you start to feel really good about yourself. You start to feel a little bit more in control. And I want you to feel that. I want you to have that sensation in your mind, in your heart, in your body. I want you to know that you have the capacity to say no to pretty much anything in your life and anyone in your life. And the place to start is start really small. Okay. Now you can practice this with people in your life that maybe want to practice with setting boundaries, have a friend, have a boundary buddy, practice saying no, practice as much as possible. It can be silly. It's going to feel weird maybe at first, but I want you to start with the small nose before you move on to the big nose. Okay. The third thing I want you to do to start is I want you to really, I mean, if you can take nothing else about this episode besides what I'm going to tell you right now, this is it. If it's not 100% yes, then it's a no. That's it. If it's not 100% yes, then it's a no. And there's no such thing as maybe. Okay. If anyone's got kids, you know what maybe means. Maybe means it's an invitation to being pestered till the end of time until your child or children convince you to say yes. That's what a maybe is. A maybe is an invitation to be convinced. It's, we know that socially, especially with people who are used to getting what they want and they can be a bit of a bully. The second you say maybe, it's kind of like game on. They're just game on trying to convince you no matter what it is. So if you want to delay your no, the trick is to say, I'll get back to you. I need to check my schedule. I need to double check with my friend. I need to talk to my partner to see if we have time for that. I need whatever it is. I don't care what the excuse is, but it's not a maybe it's a, I will get back to you. It's a no for now. I'll get back to you. I can't say yes because I need to check on my schedule. I'll call you back. I'll text you back. I'll get back to you in an hour. I'll get back to you in a day, in a week. You need to commit to getting back to that person. So this isn't a get out of jail free card where you're like, I don't really know. And then you actually never get back to that person. That's not a boundary. That's just avoidance. We're not doing avoidance. We're actually being clear. So if it's not 100%, it has to be a no. And why is this the rule around boundaries? Because when we say yes to things we don't want to say yes to, guess what we feel? A ton of resentment. The other person has no idea. They're going on their merry way, living their best life, thinking that you said yes to them and they're happy because they're getting their needs met. And they have no clue that you're sitting there feeling super resentful that you said yes, but you don't have time. And now you're going to have to move around your schedule and move out, move around five different appointments to make this one thing actually possible or that you're not going to get to bed on time. You're not going to sleep, that you are going to sacrifice something in order to make that yes happen. And they have no idea that you've made that sacrifice. Okay. Most of the time they don't. So the rule of, if it's not hundred percent, yes, then it has to be a no. What it does is it, it alleviates the building of resentment and there's nothing like it. Resentment is a brutal, brutal thing to carry all the time. It destroys you and it destroys relationships. It's just not worth it. Trust me. It's way easier to say no and, and feel the uncomfortableness of that than to live with resentment. So 
the rule is if it's not 100% yes, it has to be a no. And there's no such thing as maybe. You got to pull back your maybes and you got to pull back your yeses that are not 100%. And if you need time to think about it, great. Take the time. Say, I'll get back to you. And then when you're sitting there thinking about it, ask yourself, is, is there any sacrifices that I have to make in order to make this a yes? Am I okay with those sacrifices? You know, is this 100% yes or is this a 50% yes, a 60% yes? Well, what does the rest of the know about? Ask yourself these questions. Can I genuinely give my yes? And it means 100% yes with zero resentment. You need to commit to this because this is where it starts. Then I want you to really focus on, you know, the, the last couple of steps around, you know, starting is to be really clear about your wants and your needs and asking for what you want and need. Okay. So it's a twofold. So a boundary sounds like I have a need because of whatever reason. And what I want instead is this, right? So it's not stop talking that way. That's not a boundary. That's a, that's a statement. A A boundary sounds like when you talk this way, it leaves me feeling unloved and lonely and judged. And our relationship means a lot to me. And so I would prefer if you would talk to me in this way. A boundary doesn't come from a place of anger. It comes from a place of love, a love of the relationship, love of the person, love for yourself. So we often think that boundaries sound really harsh and they're confrontational and it's conflict. And maybe there is some conflict attached to it. But the root of a boundary is actually rooted in love. It's rooted in compassion. And People want to know you. People want to know whether what they're doing or saying is hurting you or not. And it's up to you to tell them whether it is hurting you or not. Boundaries bring people closer together. So you need to be clear on what you need. Do not let people guess because I'm going to tell you 99% of the time, the other person is guessing wrong. Now you may think I'm a great guesser, so they should be a good guesser. It's kind of a bit of a bullshit, actually. You've just learned to pretzel yourself and people please as much and anticipate. And the only way to do this is sacrifice yourself in order to do that because you're not willing to ask the question. And so they don't ask you any questions. So I want you to be clear about your needs, your wants, your desires. Don't let people guess. Do not make assumptions. Move away from that and ask for what you need instead. So it's not a statement. It is a conversation where you say, this is my need. This is why. And this is what I want instead. It can sound like I need you to be on time because when you make a commitment to show up on time and you're late, it leaves me feeling like my time is invaluable and it makes me pull away from this relationship. So I would rather if you're going to be late, that you let me know. So I don't feel like I'm wasting my time because our relationship is really important to me. It comes from a place of love. Okay. And those are the steps to start. So here we go again. The signs are anger, resentment, rumination, and exhaustion that you need some boundaries. How to start. We're starting small, right? We're not climbing the mountains. We're not doing that thing. We are starting with our small nose right? We're testing the water. The biggest rule we have is if it's not 100% yes, then it has to be a no. And there's no such thing as maybe. And to be clear about our needs and our wants and our desires, we're not letting people guess. 
and we're asking for what we need instead. We're asking for those things. We're not letting people guess, right? We're not sitting around setting people up for failure because that is also not awesome. We do not want to be setting people up for failure. We want to empower people to show up in their relationships and, you know, really believing that people want to show up in a way that is honoring to us. You know, it's not setting them up for failure because we want to be loving and caring and honest and authentic and share with people what we truly want and what we truly need. Trust me when I say that people really want to show up in a relationship where they're loving to you. Okay. We're doing this all messy, right? We're not doing this perfectly because, you know, there's nothing about that's perfect. It's going to feel awkward and it's going to feel messy and gross and imperfect. And you might be full of anxiety and worry and concern and get in your head about it. Trust me, you deserve to take one small step at a time, do with a little nose, build up your boundary muscle and do it messy. Okay. This will radically change any relationship you're in. It'll radically change how you feel about yourself. And that's really important. It's how you feel about yourself, your own reputation for yourself to yourself. That's what matters. Thank you, Shanna, for your, your question today. It has led to such a great topic um, of boundaries. I hope that this inspires you to set some boundaries in your life. And I hope it, you know that it, everyone listening knows that boundaries are really hard and you're not alone in this and we're all in this together. I hope today's episode was helpful to you. And please share this with anyone who may benefit from it. If you'd like your question to be featured on the podcast, please follow the convenient link in the show notes to submit your question. It is such a pleasure to receive questions from listeners and being able to have conversation around it. Thanks again for being part of the Mental Makeover community. Until next time, be bold, be brave, be well.